and the hot Ohio Silver, the Lone Ranger. led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Lone Silver, let's go, a lackadaisical Congress failed to appropriate money for the United States Army. As a result, both officers and enlisted men faced a payless year of service. In the West, the small but vitally important military force soon became demoralized. It was to investigate this situation that Brigadier General Campbell visited Fort Malden, a key post in the Apache Indian country. At headquarters, he questioned Colonel Kent, the commanding officer, the colonel's response was gloomy. General Campbell, my officers are discouraged and bitter, and my men are on the verge of mutiny. Trained officers should keep a grip on themselves under any conditions, Colonel. You have private means, General. My officers and I have none. We must pay for our rations and uniforms when we're not in the field. In financing ourselves, some of us have fallen into the clutches of loan sharks. Loan sharks? Colonel, you were speaking of loan sharks. I trust that you weren't. No, 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 sir. I've had the help of Ving Foy, wealthy merchant Belleville. Great Scott, Colonel. Do you mean that you borrowed from a Chinese? Why shouldn't I borrow from him, sir? He was once a garrison laundryman. Then he struck it rich at the mines and started a store, sir. You've disgraced the army, sir. Not as I see it. Ming Foy is a gentleman and a scholar, as well as a good friend. Colonel Kent, may I interrupt you? What is it, Captain? 
Provo Sergeant Hammond's in the orderly room with the men you wanted arrested. I'll see them shortly. Please close the connecting door. Yes. What about your men, Colonel? Most of them were immigrants. They're brave, honest soldiers who feel that they're, they're being cheated. The worst troublemakers are made of born crooks and malcontents. What is your desertion rate? In 60 days, 72 men went over the hill. <laughs> You'll soon be without a regiment. I'd be without one now, sir. But it's difficult for deserters to get away singly or in small groups. The Mescalero Apaches hunt them down, killing some and bringing others in for the usual $5 reward. I suppose that here is that other force. There's been a lot of thievery. Since the settler's store ran out of tobacco, the men have been selling the shirts off their backs and the boots off their feet. I've had to call in all revolvers, which have a sale value of $50 around here. Huh. I now sleep here in the headquarters and keep the forty-fives locked in chests under my cot. That's serious indeed. I suspect that the prisoners in the orderly room committed most of the revolver thefts. I know they talked up our most recent trouble. What trouble? Last night, the men demonstrated outside my headquarters yelling, No pay, no drill. This morning, they stayed in their bunks when reveille sounded. The non-coms had to pull them out. Heaven help us if there's another Indian outbreak. Yes. Captain Knox, have the sergeant bring in the prisoners. Here they are, sir. Second class private Evans and Maylor, usually called Pug and Black. I know them on the wreckage. They're agitators, thieves, gold bricks. General Campbell, what sentence do you recommend in their cases, sir? Get rid of them at once. I'll take the responsibility for giving them dishonorable discharges. <laughs> A short time later, a bugle blew assembly. The regiment fell in along the road leading to the gate of Fort Malden. The bearing of most of the men was soldierly, but all of their eyes were sullen as they faced the general and colonel. Attention! Reverse! On! Sergeant Hammond, front and center with the prisoners. Prisoners, remove your hats and face the regiment. Now, you got no right to... I'll turn you around. Hey, where? I'll stand still while I take off those hats. The provost sergeant's action revealed that half the hair had been shaved from each man's head. Trip off their button, sergeant. Yes, sir. Off they come. Hey, easy, sergeant. Tear my blouse. Robert, beat a roll. I finished with them, sir. Evans, Milo, here are your discharge papers. Each with a corner cut off. You have lost your rights as United States citizens. The blazes of the United States. You should get 40 lashes for that, General. No. Run them out of the fort. Trudging along the trail that led to nearby Belleville, Pug and Blackie discussed their plight. Blackie was asking me, Pug, what'd you do with the last two 45s of this? They stashed the guns and a lot of cartridges under a stone just outside of town. We'll need them, Pug. Did you hear what the colonel said about borrowing money from the Chinese? Sure. I'll bet the Chinese got a mint of gold in his store. We'll get it tonight. 
It was the following day when the Lone Ranger and Toto rode out of the lava beds a few miles north of Port Malden. For several weeks, they had searched unsuccessfully for a missing prospector. The masked man was saying, Toto, I've heard reports that the Apaches are getting restless again. They may have killed the prospector. We may as well give up the search. Well, that's what me think. Look there, three sets of hoof prints. Two horses, one pack mule. Them come from south. Turn west to visit Creek. Apparently, the riders were prospectors, but then in Belleville for supplies. Now pull up, Kim. Oh, no, 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 no. Me see something in bushes there. Yes, it looks like a blouse such as soldiers wear. Uh, get it. Well, let me see it. Uh, here. Yeah. Must be fellas who ride by here throat way. Possibly. Many civilians wear parts of army uniforms. But this one, I... Hmm. Oh, what do you think? Well, it has me puzzled. Get mounted, Tom. Uh, 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 what we do? We'll turn this blouse over to the commanding officer at Fort Malden. <laughs> Several hours later, Colonel Kent and his guest were at Fort Malden headquarters, preparing for a general inspection. The colonel was apologetic. You know, Gabble, you won't think much of this establishment. I realize what you're up against, Colonel. <laughs> See, look there, a masked man. And an Indian with him. Get back, General. Hey, pick... Colonel, our mission is friendly. And what's the purpose of that mask? It has no connection with our presence here. We want to show you something. How did you get into headquarters? We weren't challenged. I knew the sentries were lax. Captain Knox or the provost sergeant should have stopped you. Colonel, you haven't got a fort. It's a madhouse. I shall report. Sergeant, guard the door. Yes, sir. Now, tell me how that masked man and the Indian were able to get in here. I don't know, sir. Captain Knox and I have been in the guardroom talking to the federal marshal. He wanted to know about deserters. You see, Ming Foy was murdered last night. Ming Foy? The marshal says he was robbed and killed. Probably by two men who escaped after stealing horses and the pack mule belonging to a pair of prospectors. Door was ransacked. Big Foy had a lot of gold. He kept the coins in a teakwood box, the nuggets in a large silk bag. Sergeant, uh, did the marshal say anything about one of the killers being wounded? He sure did. Big Foy put up a fight with a knife. There were signs that showed he cut somebody. How did you know? Toto, unroll that blouse. Ah, and there. And now you look. That's a cavalry issue. There's a cut on the right shoulder. The right sleeve is stained. The buttons have been ripped off, indicating that the wearer was dishonorably discharged. Well, Sunday, you were right. We took the buttons from two mutineers' uniforms yesterday and drummed them out of the fort. The names are Melo and Evans. When the buttons were ripped from this coat, one of them pulled out a piece of cloth an inch or so wide. And there's the hole. Let me look. Here's the blouse, Sergeant. Colonel, I tore a hole like that in Pug Evans' blouse when I pulled off his buttons. He complained about it. That's right, he did. Where did you find that evidence? Near the lava bed. I suggest that you turn it over to the United States Marshal. Come on, Toto. Where are you going? After Melo and Evans. Returning to the point where they had found the army coat, the Lone Ranger and Toto picked up the trail of the two horses and pack mule, but soon lost it when a high wind drifted sand over the tracks. Several days passed as they continued a vain search. Meanwhile, the killers had made camp on a remote stretch of Lizard Creek. As they sat in front of their stolen tent, 
Pug complained. Uh, I wish I hadn't thrown away my blouse and shirt. Well, it might have hung us if you'd been caught wearing those things. There'll be signs in that Chinaman's store to show that he stabbed somebody before he got plugged. Hey, the soldier coming. Yeah, that's Irish, the dispatch rider. He always follows this crick when he comes back from Fort Defiant. You'll think we're prospects. Yeah, we got all the gear, even a pan of gravel to make things look right. Hey, hey, I got an idea. What are you doing? Sticking one of the Chinaman's nuggets into the pan. Oh, 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 oh. Well, if it is an Irish. Hey, Flash. It's good to see you're not starving. It was a bad deal you got. Aye, it was the luckiest thing that ever happened. We struck it rich here. Rich, I see. Yeah, this crick is full of gold. We panned out $10,000 worth in two days. Isn't that I'm talking your words? Yeah, show them, Blackie. Pan out some gravel. Sure. Get off your horse and watch, Harry. And I will. I'll wade into the creek, get some water, and take the pan with it. It's all that simple. I'll bet you 100 to 1 is at least one nugget in the pan. And what would I be betting with? Not a cent of pay have I had this year. There you are, Harry. Nugget big as a walk. What'd I take? Here. There you are. Take it. Glory, it is gold. Real gold. Keep it. Tell all the boys at the fort to get out here before the big rush starts. There's room for 500 good claims. Gold. We want to share our luck with all you poor fellas. Understand, Irish? Sure, sure, and I do. Every soldier will be hearing of it when I get back. Easy, boy. Steady now. Come on, get it. <laughs> you know, look at him go. <laughs> now the whole regiment will desert and stampede out here. Yeah, that's just what I figure on. When it happens, the colonel will get booted out of the army faster than he booted us. Hey, we can't stay here. Bro. No, no. We'll break camp right now and head for the lava bed. <laughs> Christmas falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Irish, I've been looking for you. And for what? I've overheard talk that you're all going to desert. 
course, that's crazy. But I also heard that you met Pug and Blackie on Lizard Creek and got a gold nugget from them. Ah, his long ears you have, Sarge. Can you wiggle them? You have that nugget, give it to me. Sure, and I'll give you something. Like this? Yeah, I knocked him cold. Tiny, help me tie him up. Yeah, boy. I know you'll toss him into the hay. And we must also take his keys. For what? So we can let out the prisoners from the guardhouse and lock up the officers. (laughs) To the general you should be. At midnight, the rebellious troopers struck swiftly and silently. Seized as they slept, the officers and non-cons, with the exception of the provost who remained tied up in the stables, were confined in the guardhouse. Then the private, 500 strong, rode out of the fort, followed by a long wagon train. Another day was about to break when Cottle galloped into the Lone Ranger's camp. Finding the masked man was prepared to ride, he did not dismount as he said, Plenty trouble at Fort Kemosabe. Well, what happened? Well, when me get there, me not see anybody round. Me look in stable. Find sergeant tied up. He cut him loose. Then we let officers out of the guardhouse. Who made prisoners of them? Men do it. Then take everything from Fort and go on gold stampede up Lizard Creek. Sergeant think killers fool soldiers with Ning Foy's gold. I found their trail again while you were gone. They went into the lava beds. And what we do? The desertion of the Fort Malden Regiment makes it more than ever necessary that we get them. We're heading for the lava beds. Easy, steady, big boss. Uh, me savvy. I'll look for the soldiers. There's just a chance that I can round them up. 
Use them to drive the Indians back to the reservation. You take heap big chance, Kimasabi. So do you, Toto. The future of the West demands that men take risks. Adios. Adios. Later that day, the deserters who had reached the upper stretches of Lizard Creek and had plunged into it in the firm belief that nuggets could be found by the handful gathered on the bank and demanded that Irish explain why none had found as much as a flake of gold. The dispatch rider was sweating. Thanks now, lads. Just right here, them fellas panned out the nugget they gave me. With me own eyes, I saw it. Then where have they gone? You know as much about it as I do, Oh, Irish is a dumb cop. They even see little people when there's nothing. Hey, look now, would you? He's a seeing things I am. A man in a mess. Cover him, lad. Hold your fire, man. I only want to talk to you. Hold him, hold him. Get off your horse. Very well. Easy. What is that mask you got on your face? We'll talk about that later. Right now, I... gentleman spy, that's what he is. I'm no spy. Listen, Put your I... back against that rock, we fine fella. I need to got a firing squad. We'll shoot him here and now. Sure. Give me a chance to talk, man. Talk, says he. Give your guns on him, boys. I'm taking off his mask. Before you do that, you'd better look in my right saddlebag. You'll find something there that's far more interesting than my face. Oh, now, is he? I'll look myself. No, you won't, huh? Here. I've got the strap unbuckled. Now, what's there? Gold, me lad. What? The sack of gold nuggets. Oh. And we found them without digging. Look at the marks on that sack. And it's the scribbling of a Chinese. That's part of Ming Hoi's gold. I found it in the lava beds where Pug and Blackie were killed by Apaches this morning. They murdered Ming Hoi. And they used the nuggets from that sack to lure you men into mutiny and desertion. Irish, uh, for a hat, you got a cabbage. Sure, and I've been a fool. We're all fools. And at this moment, a thousand or more Apaches are moving on the fort. They are now. Unless you're men enough to fight them off, they'll take the fort in town. Hundreds of innocent people may be tortured and Mister, killed. Listen, we can't go back. We'll hang if we do. This is your chance to redeem yourselves. Even if you have to die afterward, you can die without shame. Sure, and there's something to that. Will you follow me against those Indians? You've all heard the masked man. There'll never be a finer day than this for dying. Hop to it now. Hop to Regiment raced to the defense of the fort, each trooper believing himself doomed to die at a rope's end if he lived through the fight. General Campbell, Colonel Knox, and Toto stood in a watchtower scanning the nearby hills. Look, over there. The Apaches. They're dismounting. They know our men deserted or they wouldn't take that chance. Them got ropes. That men mean them figure to climb walls. Everyone to the wall! Great Scott! It seems as though they actually heard the command train. They're executing 
himself in their ponies. Ponies are stampeding. Now they've encircled the oppression. It's unbelievable. A mob of mutineers. A regiment without an officer. Maneuvering with auto and precision. The Indians are routed. Colonel Kent, let me congratulate you. You have one of the most splendid fighting units I ever saw. Every man should be decorated. Yes, General. Decorated and hanged. Several hours later, the men of the mutinous regiment stood in line on the post parade ground. Facing them was a group which included the general, colonel, the lone ranger, and Toto. There was a strange look on the colonel's face as he called... Regiment! At ease! Soldiers, you covered yourselves with glory on the field of action today. You have brought honor to yourselves and the flag. But you are mutineers and deserters. I know what caused you to default in duty. What may be said in your behalf. But under military law, you are subject to the death penalty. I am referring your case to General Cabell. Colonel Saints, I think you're mistaken about these men being mutineers and deserters. Yes. I am under the impression that they were out on field maneuvers when the Indians attacked and returned just in time to beat them. Thank you, General. It will be so reported. Now, soldiers, I have something more to say, and it applies to officers as well. I have just received a document which the Federal Marshal found in Ming Toy's store. It is a will, leaving to me his goods and the gold the masked man returned. I am to see that his body is sent to China for burial. That will be done. The remainder of his property will be used to make good your back pay and take care of your future pay until Congress provides money. That is all. Regiment, section. He's with. Give the king a kill and We're going through the gate now. He's not a man who wants to be cheered to thing. Then you must know who he is. Cutto told me. He's the Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Enterprises, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Frank Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Oh, 